Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, pop art painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am very excited for our guest today. We, um, I watched this film the other night. He, um, you know, he had a little bit to do with it, just a little bit. Um, he not only wrote it, he directed it, he di- acted in it, and he probably did a whole bunch of things that we ran out of room on the uh, title uh, screen here to put on. Um, I, I, I've just known a couple of people who've made independent films, and I know how that goes. It's uh, usually pretty intense. It's a fantastic new movie. It comes out next week. It's called Dark Entities, and this is a uh, you know, it's a horror mystery thriller, um, kind of a haunted house type deal, and we're going to get into it with Mr. Brandon McLemore right now. Brandon, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Brandon, you were sitting around one day and you said, I'm going to make a scary movie. I'm going to make a scary movie. And you did. Yeah, sure How enough. Cool <laughs> well, awesome. you know, I love, I love horror films. And uh, uh, we had made several uh, short films that were kind of mystery horror films. And uh, we decided to dip our toe into the feature length category. Ah, ah, and you know, one of the scariest things, I, there's a quote somebody said somewhere, I can't remember who said it, and it said, um, ghosts, I have never believed in ghosts, but I've been terrified of them my entire life, and I kind of fall into that category, I'm like, you know, I'll watch my wife, don't don't get me started, she watches all the ghost shows, you know, she's, we, every time we have people over for dinner, it seems like, you know, we all have dinner and whatnot, and then it's, we're all shoot, sitting around uh, BSing, and she's got some YouTube channel on where there's all this footage, unexplained footage, you know, from security cameras and stuff. And uh, she's into it, man. She's into it. I'm like, that is the wind. Are you kidding? You know, you can, I can see the string, <laughs> you know. But I'll tell you something. The idea, this is a very true story, ladies and gentlemen. This happened to me last year. Um, might have been a little longer. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I, as people who know me know, I get up ridiculously early. I'm an old man. You know, we like to start the day. We, we don't know how if we're going to make it through the day. So we want to get it going, you know, um, get as much done as we can um, whilst we can. Anyway, so I get up really early. Um, first thing I do, went into the washroom, did my business, come out. And when you look, look, come out of our our, uh, our one bathroom, you can um, our kitchen is like down the hall to the uh, you know to your left there, but you can see we have like an island type deal, and on that another thing of my wife's, we have this ridiculous water purifying system thing <laughs> that was very expensive, and it tastes exactly like the tap water, but she swear it's better for her. <laughs> We have anybody out there who's not married yet, 
get ready. This is the things you will have to deal with. Um, <laughs> notice I did not win that argument, folks. So anyway, this water thing, it, it sits in the thing, and it's got like a big five-gallon water thing on top and all this purification stuff. And um, for some reason, I caught it out of the corner of my eye. Looked like a ghost to me. I could kind of see through it. Uh, it's where my mind went first thing in the morning. Have had coffee yet? Just woken up. And I screamed like a little girl. So I <laughs> say I'm not afraid of ghosts. But i got to tell you, when one showed up, which wasn't a real ghost, it was a water purification system, <laughs> I thought it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to ask you, Brandon. I was watching this. I'm like, did this kid grow up in like a haunted house or something? What what inspired this this uh, this story that was then made into a movie? You know, the funny thing, the movie itself is not really based on anything in particular. Uh, There's a few things like you hear some scratching in the wall, and uh, I have Ah. that in my wall. Although it's actually been you know a, a squirrel or something that has gotten into the wall, but. Right. Uh, so that was kind of inspired by something real. Um, Keep telling but, yourself you know, that, Brandon. Keep telling yourself <laughs> that. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's the story, at least. Um, but, you know, growing up, I never really thought anything about it, but uh, we have a lot of antiques in our home. And one time I had oh, a friend man. come over, and he was upstairs. I think he was taking a shower or something, and I was downstairs with my family. And then he just comes running down the stairs and says he will not go back upstairs ever again because he heard something tell him to get out. <laughs> so, wow. uh, so I've never really experienced anything like that personally. I mean, you know, just the funny, the funny things where you're looking for something mm. and then it's, it's where you just looked or you, yeah, like you said, you feel like you saw something out of the corner of your eye. Uh, well, I will say, you know, our house, occasionally you will hear, we have a squeak in our floor upstairs that will only squeak if you step on mm. it, and sometimes you'll kind Not of hear good. it creep just a little bit. Um, <laughs> so I guess some little things like that. But uh, in general, the movie is, uh, you know, all fantasy. It's all made up. Well, right, but it, you do a real well, a good job with it. I, you know, I got to tell you, tip of the hat, too. I don't want to give anything away because I want everybody to watch this. But one of uh, there was a couple um, characters in the film, or it's in the trailer, so I guess I can say this, um, have sheets over themselves as, <laughs> as the classic ghosts. And I yeah. thought that was so well done. And I'm like, you know what? If I have, I'm, a, I'm a painter. That's my day job. I paint pictures uh-huh. of people and stuff. And I'm like, if I ever paint, my next ghost I'm going to do is going to be wearing a sheet. If I can make it look <laughs> creepy like that, that's the battle, man. Yeah, that well, was so you. well done. That, and you wouldn't think was... when I say it, it sounds ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. But it right. works so well. That, and, and, of course, you know, it is explained uh, in the movie why they had the sheets over their heads to begin with. But that was one of the things when I was writing it that I really wanted to do was – I was like, you know what, the, the classic Halloween costume or just the, you know, what everybody thinks of Absolutely. is somebody with a sheet over their head. Um, and so I was like, you know what, I want to put that in there on purpose and have some of those ghosts wearing a sheet. Uh, and, and so I'm glad, I'm glad you liked that and I'm glad you caught that because that was kind of one of my little winks, I guess, to the audience saying, saying you know, I know you know that a 
you know, we always depict a ghost with a sheet over their head. Well, we're actually going to do it. <laughs> right, right. I love it. I love it. This was a very cool film. Um, the acting was strong. The story was good. I, um, you know, and it, 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 I will be honest with you, Brandon. I'm very honest in these. Um, was this Citizen Kane? No, it wasn't. But it wasn't, I don't think it was meant to be, you know. This wasn't a yeah. highbrow art film or whatnot. This was a spooky, creepy story that had the hair on my arm standing up. And I think that well, thank was you. what its job was to do, you know. Um, yes. I, I really enjoyed I, it. I always, thank you. I, I always tell people that, uh, you know, of course, the, the main thing that I want people to get out of this movie is just to have fun because – you know, isn't that right. why we go to horror films in the first place? I mean, yes, of course, we want depth and characters and everything, but we also just want to have fun. We want to go somewhere that we know we're not really in danger, but we want to go and get spooked. It's kind of the same reason we go through a, a haunted house at Halloween or uh, anything Quite like that. Why a roller that. coaster. Yeah. Right, right. Anything. Exactly. You know, it, it's that thrill. It's the thrill knowing you're safe so you can allow yourself to get scared. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I do a little bit of horror painting once in a while. Um, when it when it when it when I get the urge to, when the muse speaks to me, or somebody's writing a check, that's usually how it happens. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just being honest. But I remember somebody I was at a cocktail party, a dinner party, and somebody was like, "I don't like those horror paintings you do." And I'm like, "Well, okay, I I won't sell you one then." You know, um, I didn't know what she wanted me to say, but She's like, why would you paint stuff like that? And I'm like, let me tell you something about horror. I said, if you break horror down, you break human behavior down, it really comes down, I think, the atomic structure. I'm talking the, the, the atomic, one of the base things of human behavior is there were some people sitting around a fire, some of our ancestors, millions of years ago, and then the firelight only went so far. And then it was real dark out there, Uh you know, and then somebody heard a twig snap. That's (laughs) horror. You don't know what's going to happen. You know, that's a bad deal. And And maybe maybe it was the wind. Who knows? You know, maybe it was a saber-toothed tiger going to eat you. I I don't know, you know. But I think that's why horror resonates. And I have some people that buy buy my paintings and, and... they only like the horror. You know, they're like, oh, yeah, the other stuff you do is great. Ah, you know, yeah, the cloud pit was fantastic. Love it. Uh, I'm right. not going to buy it. I'm not going to hang it over the piano because it's not what I'm into. Right. I like your film a lot. But I have to tell you, Brandon, I don't know if you're aware of this. Man, there's some crazy people into the horror movie world. And you decided oh, to yeah. wade into that, those waters. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. We, uh, we, uh, you know, and there it takes all kinds. And uh, and going back to your first point about the horror, it's it is the fear of the unknown that I think is inherent to everybody. We all have a fear of Absolutely. something that that is unsure, whether it's the fear of death or the fear of darkness or uh, you know whatever it is. But uh, but yeah, you know, it's and going back to your other point about the people. You know, I, I do find that I think the horror community is one of the most uh, embracing communities that they're really. Uh, interested and supporting each other, and, uh, and what I love is how rich, true. how rich horror really is. Because it's not just 
one type of thing. Horror is so broad. There's, you know, from the supernatural to uh, slashers to, you know, monsters and, and everything in between. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's what I love about it is how broad it is. And, and even at that, how subjective horror is, I would say it's probably one of the most subjective genres where one thing scares one person and then, you know, it doesn't scare somebody else. Uh, you know, that's how you get Absolutely. so many movies. You know, oh, that was the scariest movie of all time, and then somebody else watches it, and I'll, I, that didn't scare me at all. <laughs> uh, so that's so that's what I love about it is just how uh, how broad the genre really is, and how much and how much you really can explore. I think with Dark Entities, um, one of the big things we wanted to explore was just this family drama, really, at the center of it that. Uh, it kind of drives a lot of what's going on in the horror, and then the horror itself drives that um, with the with the siblings and everything they've gone through. Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, I like being able to, you know, tap into that. You know, in essence, you're you're kind of making a drama, but you get to have more fun than you do making a drama because you get to, you know, have ghosts coming out of the walls and you know things whirling around the room or something. <laughs> Yeah, well, and ghosts are scary because, number one, you know, yeah, vampire, I can put up some crosses and garlic. I think I can, I'll be okay, you know. I think. I'm not challenging anybody out there that might maybe be listening. Um, but, you know, uh, the Frankenstein creature, eh, I can lock a door. I, I can get away. I can run fast, you know. Um, and he's a little at heart. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You know, he's 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 a misunderstood guy. Um, you know, I, I take him clubbing, uh, get him the VIP lounge. We'd be friends. Um, but a ghost, <laughs> a ghost. Now, you can't get away from a ghost. You know, there's not a lot of rules unless you've got the positronic backpack from Ghostbusters. You're kind of screwed. You know, there's there's not a lot of getting away. Um, right. And, and, and like in, in ours, you know, without giving away too much, you know, not only is the ghost in the house, but it uh, it's a little closer to the family than they maybe realize, which even makes it even more difficult yes. to get away from. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I know that, that's always the number one thing in a haunted house movie. People say, well, why don't you just leave? Um, which we actually do address that in, in Dark Entities. Why, why don't you just leave? Um but, you know, and of course, that's just kind of the fun trope of a horror movie, and especially a haunted house movie. Of, you know, you shouldn't be staying. You shouldn't go down the dark hallway, but you do. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. I had a friend of mine uh, years ago, and she's this girl we, me and my wife know, and she was always like, I hate ghost movies. They're so unbelievable and blah, blah, and shit, all that stuff. Why didn't they just ever leave, you know, da, 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 da. Then we made her watch <laughs> The Others. And... um Oh, like yeah. they couldn't leave. And I don't want to give it away. I don't everybody's seen that movie, I'm sure, but um yeah, a little twist at the end. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love they that twist at the end of that movie. No, they <laughs> Oh yeah. Got me. I I mean oh, yeah. that little twist was, was uh and I I think it was the same director, I can't remember, but that, that was uh, sixth sense twist, you know. I was like, Whoa, what? Um Yeah, yeah it, it, it kinda has that same impact. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but this movie, I love this movie. This, Folks, if you're into, you know, you want to watch a cool, scary movie that's going to creep you out, this is it. 
this is it, and it's <laughs> going to be available um, April 14th. That's like next week, man. Yeah, next How Friday cool it goes live. Yeah, that, we're wow. we're all really excited about it. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and there's been a lot of work put into it. So we're we're excited to finally get it out there to uh, to an audience to see and enjoy and uh, hopefully appreciate like we do. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.love. S-H-A-C-K-A-P-O-T-H-E-C-A-R-Y dot com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center. Ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime. And treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. 
Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Gear, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us Oh, that's fantastic. Now, um, I was looking at your um, IMDb. Um, now, I saw um, this is your first feature, right? Yes, yes. We've done uh, several short films, uh, but mm-hmm. this was our, our first uh, venture into the world of feature. That's amazing. And somehow or another, you, uh, you, you wound up uh, with Terror Films and those guys and whatnot for distribution. Yeah. That's yeah, pretty that, awesome. Yeah, we we were thrilled about that, and uh, yeah, when we were oh, approaching right. distributors and all, we uh, we really liked what Terror had to say, and we liked that uh, they focus on horror movies. So you know, it doesn't end up being the kind of redheaded stepchild movie of a, a distributor where right. you know, hey, we've got twenty movies coming out, you know, a highbrow drama and this, and then oh yeah, there's a horror movie too. But uh, so they put a lot into pushing independent horror films and getting it out there to that audience because, uh, you know, that audience deserves to get movies pushed to them just like anything else. Um, so we really, really liked that they focus on horror movies and and have that built-in audience already. Uh, and they seem to really enjoy the film. They uh, They seem to think it was – you know, kind of unique for their own catalog, uh, being a period, uh, period set supernatural film, and uh, all of that. You know, the the costumes and all of that going into it. Great, and it was great too how that was done. I know. Okay, so Brandon, here you are. You're making your first feature, and uh, he's like, okay, here's a list of things that are going to be difficult on this. Um, first, uh, period piece. Yeah, because we got to, you know, have crazy sets and costumes and this and that. And um, and you just don't see an ancient Roman ghost story. No, I'm sorry, folks. It is not set in ancient Rome. 70s, right? <laughs> Late 60s, right, early right. 70s. Is, uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. 1977. So right there in the, the heart of the 70s, probably the peak of that nice. 70s look before things started to change. Uh, and, and we used, yeah, a lot of a lot of the costumes are true vintage clothing pieces. Uh, we we, ver- we were very meticulous about putting everything together. And the, some of the things that may not be true vintage were made from vintage uh, patterns. Uh, so wow. the, that even though it may not actually be, you know, 40-something years old, it's still made from a pattern that would have been used back then. And, you know, we, we had the, the Sears catalogs from 1977 and the few years around it to really nice. try to get <laughs> – the reference material to get that specific look, because really the seventies, uh, if you look at kind of the different parts of the seventies, early, mid, late, uh, each part of it kind of has a different look to it really. And mm-hmm. of course, I mean, you have bell bottoms and things like that, but the style as with every decade evolves and you know, we didn't just Absolutely. want it to be generic, you know, 1970s. We were trying to be as, 
uh, particular as we could with 1977, trying to get that straddle of mid going into the late uh, look. Oh. Um, and, of, of course, and getting that's down That's a hard to, look. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. a hard yeah. design era. <laughs> yeah, I, years ago, I did a, I got commissioned to do – I don't know why, this guy, but, you know, I didn't question the check clears. He wanted me to paint all the members of um, Three's Company. Like, everybody uh-huh. who was ever on the show, he wanted me to paint oh, them wow. in this, like, scene that, that he was going to hang above the piano or whatever. And everybody's like, yeah, you know, that, that doesn't sound that hard. I'm like, try painting velour, man. Velour is hard to paint. Are you kidding me? Oh, I can imagine. Um, don't even get me started on Mr. Furley, you know? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Oh, um, man, yeah. And uh, He's got a polka dot, stripes, and chest. Oh, yeah. And the big pointy collars and all. Um, but oh, uh, kind of, I guess, fun fact that you bring up Three's Companies, it, you know, since it began in 1977, we actually looked to uh, the first couple of seasons of that as costume inspiration. Nice. So I, I think there's actually one yeah. costume that I wear in the movie that uh, that looks kind of similar to something that Jack Tripper wears in one of the early seasons, kind of the red plaid uh, western oh, shirt yeah. with yeah. the the bell-bottom jeans and all that fun stuff. Well, you know, it was a fun era and whatnot. And then it got a little slick in the 80s, you know, it gave way to that and whatnot. And there, there was some great, I mean, I was a kid in the 80s, you know, and, and we watched horror movies. That's what we did, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, I loved those. There was a whole slew of, um, I think Stephen King wrote them all. Uh, there were sh- just shorts. There was like four short movies and one they put them all together and called it a feature. Um, oh, and yeah, that was great. Anthologies, yeah. yeah, yeah, anthologies. That's the word I was looking for. And, and those were great. But I'll tell you, they weren't as scary. They were trippy, but they weren't as scary. And you can go to the 70s. You can go to the initial Halloween, in my opinion. Michael Myers just walking around looking at people for the first three, uh, uh, for some percent of the movie. That's all he's doing, you know. Oh, he did kill a dog right. and ate it. Um, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't crazy. You know, it wasn't Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, <laughs> but that era, man, that era, people, yeah. and it, it amazes me because today everybody's like, oh, well, that was so violent and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Some of that seventies stuff was, was way worse. <laughs> Maybe it was because I saw it when I was a kid, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. What, what you know, that whole Jaws that, era? Oh, yeah. And and we really um, – a lot of the, the movie was inspired by the, the horror films of that era, especially, you know, the supernatural films. Um, oh, yeah. We really, we really looked to that and tried to fashion our – even our special effects after that. We did everything uh, practically uh, and did it all in camera nice. on set. Um so you know, we wanted to just really, as best as we can, try to give an authentic '70s feel to it. And you know, like I said, we looked to a lot of those films like that, and especially the the supernatural films, and saw you know what exactly is it did they do at that time? You know, nowadays they'll CGI in you know all of this stuff just floating around the room or whatever. And you know, back then, right. very you know everything they had to do it live on set or, you know, maybe they had some optical effects they could put in, but mostly it was all live on set. Uh, and, and we wanted to I'm trying to think that. of the, 
Well, you did it very well. You did it very well. Oh, it thank you. Fantastic. And I will tell you, Brandon, my horror friends, uh, people I know personally that are into horror, I mean, some of them are a pain. I won't watch movies with them because they're so annoying <laughs> to watch a movie with. Um, because they're just, just so into it. They're like, you know, that guy's liver didn't split in half the correct way. I'm like, how do you know that? You know, are you kidding me? But I was trying to think. You're talking about Supernatural, and I'm, I was trying to, you know, it's been a long time, you know, since that era. And I'm like, what was the first, like, CGI ghost I, I think I saw, like, in a, I'm, you know, I'm coming to Raiders, of the, the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, when they opened the Ark, and, and the ghosts came out, um, or the spirits, or whatever it was. Um, I'm trying to think if I can remember, like, a CGI, I think that was the first. If that was that, CGI, I don't know, maybe it wasn't. That was probably uh, in 81 there. That was probably still an optical effect. Like Poltergeist, you know, yeah, like I think a, they do a lot of that same that same, uh, right. same type of special effects. Um, I'm not exactly sure when CGI really started to rear its head. They, there may have been some very, very light CGI at the end of the 80s, but I, I, I'm not an expert on that. Yeah, it's probably more 90s. You're right. You're yeah, right. probably more 90s. And we're all spoiled of it, I think, you know, and, and you bring up Poltergeist. Poltergeist is a great example of that. I, want, I rewatched Poltergeist, I don't know, six months ago, and everybody knows the terrible scene where the guy's having a late-night snack and things go awry. Um, <laughs> look ridiculous to me. I watch, I'm like, that doesn't look, I was, I almost peed my pants when I was a kid and I saw that. That was terrifying. Um, right. But I... I didn't have 30 years of CGI on top of it, you know, where I'm like right. judgy now. Um, no, I thought this was real well done. I, I thought you did. Dark Entities kicks ass. This is a good movie, man. This is a good movie. <laughs> well, uh, hey, you I'm, have I'm to so be proud to of it. Oh, we are. You know, cool. We spent so much time working on it, and we, we tried to be as detailed-oriented as, you know, absolutely possible on an independent film. Uh, and, and so we're, we're very proud of it, of what we've been able to accomplish and the final product. Oh, yeah. I like it. That's one of the things I like about independent film is it's, it's, people always ask me, they're like, well, you know, why are you always going on about independent film? And I said, I'll tell you, I'll give you a good analogy. I prefer college football to um, – <laughs> you know, uh, professional football. Professional right. football, everybody's already got the job. They don't have to work as hard. You know, they're, they're working for perks and they're maybe extend a contract or whatnot. College ball, they're trying to get to that point, you know, so they fight a little more. There's a little more oomph in it. There's a, um, yeah, there's a lo- more of a love for it and a dedication to it. Exactly. And independent films the same way. Um, you know, I watch right. a film like yours and I know and this is primarily from doing the show for so long that, um, and knowing some independent filmmakers uh, personally, um, you know, it's hard. It's hard. They, they have to, you know, make it happen, man. And then I, you know, right. you watch the Mandalorian or something. You're like, well, that was really cool. Well, it better have been, you know, Disney's With behind the, it. Are you kidding me? Right. How <laughs> many know? millions of dollars of budget? <laughs> exactly. They're like, well, yeah, we don't build sets. We use, use this 360 virtual. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting more of a roller coaster ride watching independent film. And that's the truth. 
you know. Right. It's there's a uh, there's a love for the craft in it, I think that, and there's a an honesty to it, really, um, mm-hmm. because you know what's. I feel like in some cases, at least, once you get up to the big players, it becomes more about the making money off of it rather than the, the actual yeah. art of making it and uh, the love for the craft, like I said. Uh, you know, like, like, like we're talking about 70s horror films, some of the best and most influential horror films are, you know, the Halloweens and the Texas Chainsaw Massacres that were all independent, low-budget films. And, you know, they, they changed the ball game really, for their era. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www dot jamierocks dot us www dot j a m i e r o x x dot us hey rockers this is stacy lane wilson author and editor of the rock and roll nightmares book series i have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians artists authors filmmakers and music historians in season one, I interview Phil Tucson from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, tosots.com, Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. 
Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, I think people now should realize if they don't, it's um, especially post-pandemic, you know, independent film or just cinema in general got us through that. I don't know what they did in 1917. Right. I guess they read books or something, you know. Um, <laughs> maybe they didn't have the expectation of needing to be entertained 24 hours a day uh, like we do right. today. But I think, you know, we were all stuck inside, and you guys in the film, the filmmakers and whatnot, got us through it. Got us through it, you know. Um, right. It's... And I, I think that's very important. I, I think it's very uh, admirable. And, you know, we're entertained now. And it cracks me up, you know, when people, there's certain people, I haven't read any uh, negative reviews of your film or anything, but it hasn't been out yet. So. <laughs> Those may be coming, Brandon. I'm teasing you. Oh, I'm I'm fully you but, know I'm um, fully prepared because and like I said, horror is so subjective that what one person likes another person doesn't, and you know that's just the nature exactly. of it. You know, people. I was just watching a thing where somebody on uh, YouTube was bitching about the Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, I <laughs> love the Lord of the Rings, you know, the Hobbit movies and stuff. You know, I'm just happy that there's something for more, uh, another trip to that world. I don't need to dog it, you know. Um, right. But, you know, what, what, what do I, or, you know, people complain about Star Wars. I'm like, yeah. okay, first off, it's a movie, <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Secondly, right. There's bigger issues. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, and just be happy that you got a, a space movie to watch, man. Um, right. And, of course, I think part you know. of that, I guess, is a, is a symptom of just kind of the social media age where everybody has a platform to get out and kind of give their opinion on something. Exactly. Exactly. Most of those people, you ask them, well, and what did you do different when you were doing your thing? <laughs> right. What are you talking about? I haven't done anything. Exactly. That's <laughs> my point. Um, you know. <laughs> Brandon, I don't know how much money you sent, and don't tell me, don't tell me, making this film, <laughs> but I know independent filmmakers, and you probably begged, borrowed, and stole uh, a, a sum of money to make this happen. And I got to tell you, I appreciate it as an audience, as a viewer. I'm glad you did, man. This is a good well, film. Thank you. It was worth it. Thank you. Yeah. I, we, uh, you know, going into it, we said we, um, we were making it for the audience, you know, not for the critics, not for anything else. We wanted to make it for the audience, for people to, be able to sit there and enjoy just like we enjoyed making it. We want people to enjoy watching it. Uh, and I think, you know, really that's the important thing is uh, getting something for people to, to like and, and watch and know that they were thought of during the creative process. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, not, you're right. Everything's subjective. Not everything's going to be for everybody, you know, and, and even me folks, as positive as I try to come across, there's certain movies, you know, I sit that gotta tell you, here, I'm gonna get email, I'm gonna get emails for admitting this on the air. Um <laughs> Top Gun, not a fan. Didn't think it got better with Maverick. Wasn't my <laughs> cup of tea. But it wasn't made for me. You know what I mean? And the right. easiest solution, instead of ranting and raving about oh really, the bones didn't go through that guy's body when he pulled those when he, you know. I could have pointed that out on online or whatnot, but I didn't. I turned the channel instead and watched something that I did like. Right. Solution. And, you know, simple solution. Problem solved. 
And that, yeah, that's exactly what I say. You know, just it, it would be boring if everybody liked the same thing. You would just get all one thing, and it wouldn't be interesting. Um, and yeah, like you said, if you don't like it, you know, it's easy. Just turn the channel and find something you do. Move on with your day. <laughs> don't get, don't get your blood <laughs> pressure worked up over it. You know, right? Because but there's going to be other day, It is a movie. Do like. <laughs> Yeah, right at the know? end of the at the end of the day, it is a movie, and it's not a you know it's not some kind of major life or death issue. Right, <laughs> it ain't surgery, you know. Um, <laughs> oh man, but yeah, and that may be a life or death issue to the characters in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's funny, you know, it's, it's these shows, you know, folks. I, I wish I would, and I could give you more meat and potatoes of this film. Um. It's got, I will say, it's got a strong plot, good story, great acting in it. I loved it. Um, everybody, including you, Brandon, everybody did a great job well, with you. this. And um, it, it really did what it was supposed to do for me. Um, I think it will do that for a lot of people because I don't think I'm that unique um, in my entertainment choices. Don't seem to be. Um, you know, <laughs> if I throw a party, people show up usually, you know. That's usually how that goes. But, um so I can't be that off, you know. Uh, right. That's very cool. But I want Thank everybody you. to see it. Now, this does drop next uh, Friday, and I don't want people to, um, uh, you know, freak out and say, well, I'll forget, you know. That's, that's a whole week of TikToks in front of me. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, folks. I will be reminding everybody come next Friday that tonight's the night. Plan your Yo, parties. Thank you. you know, don't invite too many yeah. people. We want a lot of people to watch this film. Um, right, you right. Know, Invite two or three people over at least. Uh, and then, you know? yeah, have little small parties, and then you can all call each other after it's over and uh, discuss. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's how you got to do it. Very cool. Now, Brandon, did you know, like, from when you were a kid, you know, a couple years ago, that, um, you know, movies were what you were going to be doing in the movie well, business? You know, it's, it's kind of funny. My road to – Making movies, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't exactly a straight, narrow path. Um, uh, I guess to start with, my dad, actually, who was also a cinematographer and uh, plays our main oh, ghost, wow. Thaddeus, um, he actually trained in film in college and has worked mm-hmm. on films throughout the 80s and 90s and on up to today. Um, so I, I was introduced to it from him, uh, but then... Also, just from a young age, I did a lot of uh, pageants as a child, and then I did plays and musicals, and that's that's a lot of where my oh, training wow. in acting, at least, was. Uh, and then about 14 or 15 years ago, I guess, they kind of merged, and we started doing some the short films. Uh, mm. And then just a few years ago, we we had the idea for the movie, and I started writing on the script in 2015 and all. Uh, and then I, we decided to make the movie here just a few years ago. Uh, so, yeah, it didn't always start out as me wanting specifically to do film. I, I was probably more into theater in some ways, but there's just, you know, always something about film and being able to have so much control over what the audience sees and uh, being able to, to mold that and, and work with that that I really loved. Well, it's amazing, and you did a bang up job on it. I want everybody to see it. It's it's 
It's very cool. Now, I have to ask you, and I know how you, you know, movie Hollywood types can be. I'm teasing <laughs> you. Um, but sometimes, you know, you can't, you can't speak of, I know we're, pro, uh, you know, we're doing promo for Dark Entities right now. I get it. We want everybody to get out and see this when it drops next week. But I want to see more. Um, are the gears turning for the next project? And can you mention, or do we need to keep oh. that? a little close to the vest right now. No, I can talk about it. Uh, there's nothing just fully set in stone right now. Uh, but surprisingly enough, we, we are interested to see kind of the, the reactions we get on Dark Entities because uh, we just we really loved this world and the characters, and there were so many ideas that we wanted to try for the first one, and just there's only so much you can do in uh, less than two hours. Uh, so depending on what people think, we're – working on a script for a potential sequel, given that, you know, we had decent success nice. with this one. And uh, so, you know, if, if you're out there and you like the first one, of course, we want to do a second one. And I think there's so much more story we can tell and so much uh, backstory with the characters. There's so many different things we can do with a, a sequel. Um, and we would love to do it. And I know a lot of the cast is excited about hopefully coming back and, uh, we would love to, to make that and get that out there here in maybe a couple of years. We could be talking about Dark Entities Part 2. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know, hey, yeah, any producers out there, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, Brandon okay. is accepting checks, uh, you know, and uh, but uh, no, I'm, I'm teasing, of course. Uh, get in touch with them. Get in touch with them. Uh, very, very cool. <laughs> well, Brandon, my little light's blinking. I, I – uh, Man, I can't believe the time went by so quickly. Whoa. It's been blinking for a minute, actually. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. It seems like we just started. I really want to say, again, I really enjoyed this. And, folks, we have links up. We have links uh, to the Dark Entities is all over. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. There's a Dark Entities TikTok page. Oh, my gosh. How cool is that? How cool is that? Uh, <laughs> Everybody asks me, they're like, Jamie, do you have a TikTok? I'm like, no. No, I don't, but I know all the great TikToks. And they're like, oh, you, you, how do you use it? I said, no, I don't have a phone. I don't use a phone. My phone is connected to a wall. It's bad. Uh, I'm an old man. But my wife is younger uh, than me, and um, every night when I go to bed, she watches TikTok videos on her phone as she's drifting off, so I hear them all. I have the weirdest dreams in the world, but <laughs> and I'm going to tell her to, she's got to look at the dark entity TikTok now. Very, very yeah. cool. Amazing. Well, Brandon, I really enjoyed this, and you guys did such a good job on it. You know, it, it really is a good film, and um, I'm just so happy, you know, that it's coming out and it's going to do well. And how could it not? Well, you know. Thank you. We we really certainly hope so. And I, again, I really appreciate all your kind words about it. I, I'm so glad to hear that you liked it. And uh, just as we've been doing interviews and all, it's been great to hear from audience members like you uh, that, you know, can talk to us about it and tell us the things you like or, you know, anything like that. It's great getting to talk to audience members. And I don't feel like that's something you get to do very often. Right. Right. Well, you're going to be doing it a lot. I mean, I'm, I predict you're going to be going to all these horror cons now and all this kind of stuff <laughs> and people chasing you down, wanting you to sign their DVDs. And 
It's all going to happen. It's all well, hey, happen. we certainly love to. We would love to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Get the old man dressed up as Thaddeus again, you know? Oh, he yeah, bring him along. Oh yeah, he's a uh, he's already he's excited about that. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. Um, we will be back next week. We've got a a music week. All of our guests next week are uh, musical acts, and uh, we've got some some really cool and interesting ones coming up next week. I want everybody to uh, this weekend is Easter weekend for those who celebrate. Uh, you know, have a good time. And, uh, you know, remember, it's all about the kids and, and get them some uh, baskets and whatever. Don't buy, I will say this, and I know I say it every year, folks, don't go out and get a bunch of little animals that turn into bigger animals and, you know, are difficult a couple months down the road. Um, keep the bunnies and, and, and stuff chocolate. <laughs> every kid loves chocolate. I've never met one who didn't. <laughs> So very, very cool. Have a great Easter, everybody, and, you know, be cool with each other, and um, we will see you next next time. Brandon, have a great weekend yourself, sir. Thank you, and the same to you. Absolutely. I, uh, My mother-in-law, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I haven't even asked. I'm just assuming she's making uh, a big ham, I, I would hope. <laughs> now I'm worried. Oh, my gosh. Get over there. It'll check be on lasagna that. or something. I know, you know, not that there's anything wrong with lasagna, but just not real Easter-y, you know. Anyhow, right. folks, have a good one, and we will see you next time. And remember, Dark Entities. Hey, Brandon, before we go, can they pre-order this now, or do they have to wait till Friday? Um, I, I'm actually not sure about that. I, I think it releases everywhere on Friday. I'm, I haven't seen anything okay. about pre-orders. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, folks, it makes it even better because now it's an event. We're all going to be watching this. I'm going to rewatch it with you on Friday night. And I'm going to remind everybody, too. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Hanna Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.